She wrote a little song you might recognize for Blake Shelton called Austin. She has her own video podcast and a bunch of programs empowering women. I am excited that Kirsty Mana is here. Welcome, Kirsty. Thanks for having me, Sue. Yes. Okay, so we got to talk about Austin. Let's I do mean, it. that was like the breakout song mm-hmm. for Blake Shelton. I mean, yeah. and now he's you know the big the big guy, and he's all doing the voice, and he's got his I know. all these programs. So tell me about the song. Well, it was it was really serendipitous how all that happened. But basically what happened was I was going to write with a friend of mine and he had left this message on his answering machine that said, if this is Austin, I still love you. And I went, oh my gosh, that is kidding. No, totally true. (laughs) I said, well, that's, that's, that's a winner. We got to write that. So I got to his house and he said, well, I really don't want to write that idea. You know, I'm sick of writing about my children love affairs. I said, get out of here. He goes, no, everybody. (laughs) Everybody loves those songs. You're right. He said, everybody's telling me to write that idea. And I said, you don't want to write it. He said, no. I said, can I have the idea? He goes, yeah, take it. Wow. Okay. So I go over to David Ken's house. A couple (laughs) days later, I said, you have got to hear this idea. I don't know if you've called Ash's house lately, but he said, what? I said, he left this message, said, if this is Austin, I still love you. And it was about his girlfriend. His right. girlfriend lived in Austin. And a lot of people have asked me, is that the name of a girl, of a guy? And it's the name of Austin, Texas. Yes. Because she lived there. And that's where she went when she left Nashville. He was leaving the message, if this is Austin, you know. I still love you. Like if this is Youngstown, right. where I'm from, I still love you. <laughs> so anyway, um, David goes, he doesn't want the idea. Wow. So uh, we talked about that idea for a really long time, probably probably for about six hours. We talked about what we could see it doing. We decided we wanted it to be like a movie, a little movie, you know, three-minute movie. We, we wrote it in two sessions. Wow. And, you know, I always loved writing with David Kent. And so when the song was finished and he made this, you know, he would make these really good work demos, I thought, Wow. I think we really have something. So then his publisher uh, pitched it to Clay Walker. Oh, okay. And Clay Walker put it on, actually to Debbie Zavitson, who at that time was at Giant Records, and she was A&R there. She put it on hold for Clay Walker. Clay really liked the song. And then Clay took it off hold, and she loved Austin. She loved the song so much, and so she really wanted to pitch it to this baby act. So she... um, she called us up, and, and David Kent called me, and he said, what do you think about letting this guy, Blake Shelton, record Austin? <laughs> well, at that time, we weren't calling it Austin. That that whole thing didn't happen until a little bit later. And so I said, well, I've heard him sing. He's really good. Yeah. Thinking, oh, you know, it'll be a good cut. Good thing you said that. He's really good. <laughs> yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. He is really good. So, um, so he, he recorded the song, you know, and Bobby Braddock produced it, and— um, and Bobby said, I, I think we should change the name to just Austin. He said, I, I could see this one word title going up the charts. And so I thought, okay, well, he's had a couple. Right. So I guess we'll, you know, let him let him lead us there. <laughs> you know, when, when the song was cut and everything, and Bobby said, you know, I want you to come to, you know, uh, the publisher's office. I was, I'm one of the publishers, and Janet Talbot was David Kent's publisher at the time, and her dad had had big part in starting the CMA and everything, you know. Mm. So she was kind of like, you know, country music royalty in my mind. So we go to the office, and Bobby's gonna play us the cut, and it hit that second verse, and I, I thought, 
and I'm biting my lip because right. I thought I am going to ball right here. It was so, <laughs> I was so moved by it, you know. Right. So and then it was just after that it it was just so wow. it, it was unbelievable. I mean, how could we even imagine that it, you know, it would go up the charts like that? It exactly. just it did all these great things and it and it was the first major cut for me. I never had a major cut like that. So, yeah. it, you know, I would always pull the car over and listen, you know, <laughs> right. is this really happening? You know, That's my song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. I love that. Now, so you also, um, you have your own publishing company. Yeah. So yeah. Let, tell me about that and sure. who you're working with. If you, if you can, you know, reveal who you're working with. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, my publishing company is called Kirsty Mana Songs. And, uh, I called it that because I like my name. And so I thought, <laughs> well, you know, it's easy for people to remember you one time. Right. So anyway, my, you know, I have, I've, help different artists and publish different some different artists, indie artists, but I write uh, for my company. And so currently doing a lot of writing with Tori Martin, who's on the label that I work with, Lucky Sky Music. I'm VP and creative director there as well. So I write with her quite a bit. And my dear, dear friend, my soul song brother, Bill DeLuigi, he and I write together a lot too. And But I, I love writing with young artists. I've always loved trying to help young women uh, and girls uh, you know, understand what's going on in the music business and just really inspire them creatively. So, yeah. And so speaking of that, that's kind of your passion is kind of helping women, especially young women in the industry. Yeah. And you've got a couple of programs. Uh, tell me about your programs that you have for the ladies. Sure. Well, I started, uh, I haven't done these events in several years when the pandemic, of course, closed in on us. I, I couldn't have any more events at that time, but I was holding events called Song It or Girl Camp. And so I was inspired to do that because I had at one time, been doing workshops and teaching at a big talent event that used to occur in South Carolina. So um, I would go to these events and I'd get in the room, get ready to talk. And the girls would all be, you know, really excited. And as soon as guys would get in the room, they would change. And I thought, okay, <laughs> I, I want to get the girls along. Right. You know? Yeah. So I decided to start doing song at our girl camp. And I would, the, the camps were about writing, but for me, really, they were about helping build people's confidence yes. and everything. And, and I had some really ma amazing moments uh, through the years at those camps, meeting different girls and really moving uh, moving times for me and yeah. for everybody attended. And so the camps would just be all about writing, co-writing, learning about publishing, and I would have speakers come in and talk about different aspects of the business. Nice. And, uh, and then um, I decided, and I've, I've always done uh, public speaking and I'm really into that. And so when the pandemic started again, I was about to really get into promoting my speaking and, uh, and the pandemic, of course, shut that all down. Yeah. So I thought, well, podcast, that's like a stage, you there know? There you go. So yes. I thought, well, I'll start a podcast. So I started a podcast called Kirsty Cast, and it's kind of a broader umbrella, so to speak, of, of songwriter girl and and I really wanted to meet other women and girls that were entrepreneurial in spirit, like yourself, and creative, had creative spirits, and uh, introduce them to uh, my audience. And so I started doing Kirsty Cast. And so. And you, you're yeah. kind of uh, with all of that too, you kind of have that like inspiration piece mm. in your, in your, yeah. uh, everything that you're doing. I mean, especially you're just working with the ladies and then within your, uh, your podcast, yeah. you have that little inspiration piece. Yeah. So I think that's really important. So mm -hmm. what's, what's inspiring to you? Oh, wow. Well, things that are inspiring to me are just uh, people that are inspiring. That sounds really crazy, but <laughs> I'm really, I'm really inspired by what people can do with their lives. You know, people that 
have nothing and they really make something of their life. They they really go after their dreams. And, and I just think it's so important. I'm going to say this to you out there. If you have a dream, just really go for it. Have a plan. Make a, a plan and just don't be afraid. And that was one of the things I talked about a lot in Songwriter Girl Camp was losing the fear because yeah. I think that's that's a thing that stops everybody from, uh, you know, from writing a song, singing, going up and talking to somebody that they think could help them, right. all kinds of things. I started doing that Stay Inspired story in my podcast for my uh, get, uh, guest question because I wanted to learn more about every person that I interviewed and what really was making them tick, you know, and why they wanted to do what they wanted to do in the world and and how they wanted to uh, share their own story. Because we always we all have a story. Right, exactly. And, it, and that's interesting, too, because sometimes we think our stories are like, it's just my story, but then you tell it and somebody says, oh, I resonate with that, or that's, yeah. you know, that it's, mean something to me. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's great that you're bringing those stories out in your podcast. Yeah. So well, um, you. now you also have, um, you've got a new online course. Yes. Yes. Tell us about that. Well, that was another thing that I did during I, I'm the like, pandemic. Okay, girl, you got the energy <laughs> and you got all the projects. Like you, I mean, have you figured out how to like, you know, multiply time or something? I don't know. No, <laughs> I, because I do like to sleep and eat. Okay, good. So I do That's make good. time for that. <laughs> During the pandemic, again, I thought, well, you know, I've always wanted to write an online course. And, and at the time, I was working with somebody that was, again, trying to help me, uh, you know, get speaking engagements. And he had put together a lot of online courses in the sense, you know, he knew how to load it into, you know, the aggregator, all that kind of all stuff. The, what yeah, do I know? Right, yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> you know, I'm just writing songs over here. So, uh it, it can't, it just all comes out of that whole thing of wanting people to just, I just want to kick people in the butt creatively. And I used to say at camp, I don't care if you want to be a chef. I just want you to be awake to who you are inside mm -hmm. and don't be afraid to meet that person. Uh, I had, a, I just ha always have to talk about this acting coach that I had named Tom Caps because he was one of the most inspiring people in my life. Mm -hmm. And he uh, the first time I met him, he said to me, what do you want to do with your art? And I said, well, I said, I want to move people. And he said, well, I can take you to the next level. So I thought, oh, oh he's right. going to help me be an actor, you know. <laughs> and really, at the end of all my studies with him, I realized it was, it was really about, you know, my art being what I could create. And it didn't have to be in front of a camera on a stage. Right. And, and it was my words and how I spoke to people and how I could inspire people too. So that's where kind of all that stuff came from. So the course is all about losing your fear, discovering your potential, discovering more about yourself, just going for it. And it's, it's real introspective. And so, you know, if, if anybody wants to get the course, you can go to my website and you can there you, you can uh, get yourself attached to it there. Okay, good. So one last question yeah. is um, if you have, you know, one little bit of advice mm. for somebody who maybe is a songwriter, mm -hmm. um, what do you think if they're just kind of writing songs, not really sure what to do next, what's, yeah. what's kind of your best advice or, you know, what they should do next? Well, there's so much to say about that actually, but one thing that I think is really important, I said it a minute ago, is to have a plan. You know, you, you have to exist, you have to eat, you have to pay your rent. Right. I think it's really important to have a plan. A lot of people are so enamored with Nashville. They come here and they just, they're on vacation. You know, they don't realize <laughs> they're coming here with stars in their eyes and they're on vacation. Yes. But I think it's important to come here, check it out, see if you like it. 
and meet people and network yeah. with people because mm -hmm. this town is one of the easiest places you'll ever go. And we talked about that yeah. to uh, to engage with other people yeah. and and people are really helpful here. So yeah, they, they are. They, they are. Wanna, they want to, you know, help you out. And if you say, oh, I'm from such and such a place, there's always going to be somebody who goes, well, I know right. so-and-so, you know. Exactly. And then, and then it becomes the homey thing, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. And everybody's connected to everybody. Yeah. It's like sometimes I feel like there needs to be like a family tree of country music where it's yeah. like if people that are related or got married and then this, like you wrote a song for Blake and yeah. then, you know, like yeah. it's like this whole like tree of everybody is, everybody knows everybody. That's a really good idea. That's a really good <laughs> idea for a song. Uh, I like that thought. <laughs> but seriously, it's it's so like that here. And so I think that if you can come here and, you know, work smart, you know, meet people, uh, play songwriter nights that, that are kind of more strategic. You know, I think when you first get your feet wet, it's good to go and work your stuff out somewhere where because uh, there could be an industry person anywhere. Right. Yeah. You know, they're not they're not just going to these big shows. They're they're sticking their heads in it. You know, these little. Uh, hole in the wall writer's night, so to speak. Well, know? we were just talking about that was kind of how uh, Garth Brooks was discovered mm -hmm. at the Bluebird, like on accident. He was supposed to, you know, be the one of the last ones got moved up and yeah. some people happened to be there. And next thing you know, he's yeah. Garth Brooks. Yeah. Well, Gar <laughs> Garth was working with one of our first publishers that we were signed to and he sang some demos for us. You know, he, he nice. came over to our apartment and sang demos. That was really cool, you know. I love that. So, and, he, and he's just such a great person because I've, I've yeah. seen him again then later in my career and his career. And he's just the same. He's really nice. See, I've heard, and I've heard that about him too, that it's yeah. like the way that he, you see him on TV or interviews that yeah. he's exactly the same way. Yeah. 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 And, and I, you know what I think is so funny? I don't know if you ever watched the Nashville <laughs> show, but I always thought it was hilarious. And the parts where they'd have the paparazzi because have you ever yeah, right? have you ever seen paparazzi in this town? No. You know everybody's. Just I'm so one of the paparazzi back. on the on the red carpet with the. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I get a comment? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't. You don't really see that very no, very much. No. Yeah, Nashville's just uh, it's, it's just a little so bit laid different. Back. Yeah, it it's, is. It's different. I know. I'm, I see people uh, a lot of. Uh, you know, celebrities, if you will, the country celebrities on socials that are posting something of them, like, you know, at the Kroger shopping or doing whatever. And I'm like, they're everywhere here. Yeah. Uh, I keep waiting to like run into like Miranda Lambert at Walmart or something. Right. You know, like. <laughs> well, somebody told me that Miranda Lambert had uh, New Year's Eve dinner a couple years ago at the Old Hickory Country Club. So that's yes. right here. Right. It's right, right around the corner. <laughs> yeah. Right? Between my house and your house. Old Hickory. That's right. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being here, giving us a little oh, insight thanks. and, of course, sharing all of the things that you're doing and resources for people who are, you know, looking to get into the business, too. So thank you. If you want to follow Kirsty Manna, uh, she's your gal. Yes. Thank you so much for <laughs> sure. having me. Thanks for watching Up and Country. Be sure to like and subscribe and leave us a comment. We do new episodes every Tuesday and be sure to follow Up and Country on Instagram, TikTok and Facebook. And you can follow me too at Sue Bonzel on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok.